Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dream Leapers Inspiration. I'm your host, Harriet Cole. So very happy to be with you today. How are you doing? And what have you been doing? Big question. What have you been doing? How have you been spending your time? I want you to think about that. You know, we're always looking at it from one way or another. But so many things have been happening in my world in the past week since we've been together. And either for me or around me, you know, noticing what's going on with other people in interactions with other people, just, you know, the world, my world has been very active and intense. And I always figure if it's true for me, it's probably true for you, or at least some of you, because I certainly don't consider myself to be unique in that sense. One of the things that I have noticed a lot and I've been paying attention to is there's a lot of fear that's sort of swirling around in our world and people deal with fear in lots of different ways. But there's no shortage of fear right now in terms of just daily life, work life, family life. It's just present. And so I thought it would be good for us to take a look at fear directly and examine how do we experience fear? What do we do when fear comes knocking on our door? How do we engage in our lives when fear seems to be imminent, very present, you know, what do you do? And honestly, because I believe in action, and you know that's true, that's why I titled today's engagement as kick fear to the curb. Like, really, I, I'm not asking you to ponder what should I do when I'm having fear. I am saying to you, don't let it take over. You have control of yourself and your life. Whether you think you do or not, you do. And if you accept that you do have control, you can kick fear to the curb. So why would that be a thing to do? Fear exists. It's part of life. You know that when, when you learn from medical doctors, and I've talked to you before about my friend, Dr. Janet Taylor, who's a psychiatrist, and she has explained many times to me about how the body works. And we have lots of fears on a daily basis, on a moment by moment basis that help us to be safe. So there are healthy fears. I'm not saying that that isn't true, but when we allow ourselves to be paralyzed by fear, to be crippled by fear, to do what, and I've said this, I've shared the story many times about a very dear friend of mine who, when afraid, would literally get in her bed and pull the covers up over her head and say, I'm taken to my bed because I can't deal with whatever it is. That is not the solution that I'm recommending. What I'm saying is kick fear to the curb. You have to recognize what is it? What are you afraid of? What is standing in front of you, beside you, next to you, 
on top of your head that you don't want to deal with and deal with it. That's how you kick it to the curb. You have to face it. Whatever is going on, you have to face it. And I have watched some incredible people right now, right in just the past few days and weeks, face fears that are tremendous and to face them with ferocity, with focus, with the belief that they could conquer whatever those fears are. So one of those people I've talked to on uh, Dream Leapers and actually we'll be having a special broadcast with him tomorrow for those of you who are watching live uh, in the evening, tomorrow evening at 7 p.m. We're gonna be talking to my friend Sekou Wrights. And he very candidly talks to me about his journey coming back from having had a stroke. And it is now a little over nine months since this occurred. So heading into to the one year mark. And it's pretty amazing how well he's doing and how challenging it still is. And he talks with me on this broadcast that will air tomorrow about how he has been able to push past the physical pain, the challenges of you know, re-engaging his body and mind to work in unison, just the overwhelming experience of being struck down and having to rebuild when you're like, huh? How did this happen? And the question that we all have at some point when tragedy befalls us, why me? But what he did not do is to go climb under the covers and hide. Instead, he has taken tremendous action day after day, hour after hour, in order to revive himself to be as strong as he is right now. That is facing fear. And you'll hear him tell incredible stories of facing pain, physical pain, and how he worked through that. And I mention him because he's a very good, clear example of not allowing fear of failure, fear of the crippling things that occurred to his body as a result of this um, being struck by a stroke, he didn't let any of that get in his way of believing, having faith and resilience that he could heal. So I'm gonna give you another example uh, because as I said, there are people in my life right now who are fighting for whatever greatness they can claim for their lives, who are pushing past whatever fears they may have so that every moment can be savored. So another one is a friend who, um, I think many of you know, I'm a member of Delta Sigma Theta sorority. And uh, the woman who was number one out of a line of 53 people, I was 48, you know, I'm tall. Our number one, Jormine, recently passed away. And when I say recently, a few days ago, 
I reconnected with her in person uh, a few months ago. At that point, she was ill, but she didn't even mention it at first. She did mention it eventually, but from the perspective of, okay, here's what's happening. I'm facing it and I'm moving forward and I'm making every moment count. To watch her live her life, face whatever challenges were coming her way and to do it with dignity and a sense of humor was inspiring to every single one of us who had the privilege of knowing her and being in her life. We know the end comes for everyone. That's a fact. In her case, with illness, because for some of us, for many of, of us, the end comes with illness, which means also pain, which means also fear. I'm not gonna say she didn't have fear. What I am gonna say is that she claimed fearlessness. She decided she was going to live every moment that she was granted with love, surrounded by people who loved her and who she cared about, and with optimism. Knowing that, watching that was really inspiring because we got to see even and especially at the end of life, especially when times are tough, you can be strong. And isn't that why we do Dream Leapers Inspiration? And what do I mean by that? When we are doing great, when we're feeling great, when the world seems just perfect, you don't need to check in here. You may do it, but you don't really need to because when everything is going well, you're just enjoying it. You're savoring that moment. We all are. But when things are not going so well, when there's a stumbling block, when, when fear, in this case, is looming large, it's good to have somebody who's got your back, right? It's good to know that there are people who support you and who share the conviction that we can be inspired to climb up the mountain when it feels so steep, to push past the fear, to kick it to the curb when that's what needs to happen. And as I've been watching these people in my life, in these two instances dealing with illness, I see in my friend Sekou's case, his fearlessness and his goal setting to climb above whatever the illness did to him, inspirational. Jormine, who led a great life and lived to the fullest until her last breath, inspirational. I often talk about my mom, Doris Cole. She's 93 years old. She's not as strong as she used to be. She'll say to me, you know, I'm always just a little bit tired. But does she play bingo every time they offer it? Does she go to church in the facility where she lives and sing her heart out the way she did on the choir until she was 88 years old? Yes, she does. 
what does she say to us about the quality of her life now? She says, I make the most of what I've got. She could have fear about the decline that she's experiencing just as an elder. She could have fear about the what's next. You know, what does life bring next when you don't have as much control as you once did? But I'm telling you, that is not what rules her. She is not ruled by fear. She is ruled by faith. She is buoyed by purpose. And in her case, the purpose of loving her family and all the people who surround her every day. It's a choice. It is a choice. And so I'm curious about your choices around fear. And so I found this great quote from a writer who many of you may know. Her name is Judy Bloom. I discovered her when I was a teenager. She wrote a book that you may know called um, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. You remember that one? It was a perfect book for uh, teenage girls or even younger who are coming of age and and it was helping to explore how to be your best self as a young person. So she's written many, many, many books since then. Let me tell you what the quote is that I got from her that I thought was so great. Each of us must confront our own fears, must come face to face with them. How we handle our fears will determine where we go with the rest of our lives. To experience adventure or to be limited by the fear of it. Okay, there's a lot in there, let's unpack it. Let me read it again. Each of us must confront our own fears, must come face to face with them. How we handle our fears will determine where we go with the rest of our lives. To experience adventure, hmm, or to be limited by the fear of it. Okay, what does that mean for you? Are you confronting your own fears? First of all, do you know what they are? Have you ever made that list? What am I afraid of? You know, worst case scenario, if if I made a list of the worst case scenario of things, if these things happened, how in the world would I survive? What is that list? If you made that list, the worst case scenario. It could be around your health. It could be around your family. It could be around work, your environment, whatever. It's, it's your list. What is on your list? What are the things that you fear the most? You need to name them, identify them in order to figure out how to confront them and kick them to the curb. You have to come face to face with them. So in order to do that, you have to know what they are. You have to, it's interesting because we're, we're claiming them in order to release them, but you have to know what they are. It can't be sort of this vague thing that you just feel like this is bad or you don't like this, or you're afraid to articulate exactly what it is. You can't face it if you don't allow yourself to see it clearly. So what are you afraid of? What wakes you up at night? What keeps you up at night? 
What would you cringe about if anybody learned something about you? Something about who you are, how you live, what you think, what you do, when nobody's looking? What are those things? I suggest that you write them down. What are you afraid of? And once you write it down and you're really clear it's this, then face it. Look at it. You know, it uh, for me, I used to, oh man, I used to be so afraid of taxes. Anybody feel me on that one? I used to be so afraid. I just finances in general, but dealing with taxes and how am I going to have the money to pay the taxes? And I would just get spin out. And then I got an accountant. And it didn't immediately get better, but it began to get better because I got help. I didn't know how to do it. So I got somebody to help me. And then I got a bookkeeper. And then I got other sources to support the areas where I wasn't good so that I could get good. Because when you have things that you're afraid of, it doesn't mean you have to handle it all by yourself. It means you have to face it and figure out what to do. So for me, in that case, I got professionals to support me so that I would do everything on time, so that I would know what I needed to save in order to be prepared, so that I could develop strategy in order to become better in this area where I felt that I wasn't strong. What do you do when you are afraid of something and you don't know what to do? Do you pull that cover up over your head? You know, it can be the proverbial cover. Do you pretend like it's not true, like it's not happening? Have you ever done that? Pretend like, oh, this isn't an issue. You know, I've, I've heard many people talk about when they have financial woes, they don't open the bills and they just stick them in a drawer or throw them away or just put them somewhere. That doesn't mean the bills go away, folks. It just means probably interest is accruing and your, your credit score is going down. But that's one of the classics. When people have financial troubles, rather than facing them and dealing with them and getting help, they pretend that they don't exist. And I used to be one of those people, so I know it does not work. What does work is to say, okay, I'm going to deal with this. Because, you know, I say, I titled this, you know, kick your fears to the, cur to the curb. It doesn't mean that you kick it to the curb before you handled it. I face it, I deal with it, boom, it's done. If you don't deal with it, just making it, casting it aside doesn't do anything except for extend the pain because you've got to deal with it, right? So Judy Bloom says how we handle our fears will determine where we go with the rest of our lives. Look at that, that second sentence, how we handle our fears will determine where we go with the rest of our lives. Is it going to be that we experience adventure or that we're limited by the fear of it? This is a big 
concept that how we handle our fears will determine where we go with the rest of our lives, not just this moment. Judy Bloom is saying for the rest of our lives. So this is a big choice. How are you going to handle your fears? What are you going to do? Are you going to identify what you're afraid of and get the help that you need and, and be as proactive as is required in order for you to move forward? Are you going to savor each moment and not allow yourself to be stuck or paralyzed in worry? Are you going to choose the positive to see the very best in whatever the moment is and allow that to give you the energy and the focus to push through whatever challenge comes your way? That's a lot of questions, but those questions are the questions that you need to consider as you face your fears. You get to kick it to the curb if you've dealt with it. Because if you haven't dealt with it, you know what happens? You kick it to the curb and it comes back like a boomerang. Like, wait a minute, I thought I dealt with that. And if you didn't, it's not gone. If you didn't, it comes back. It's kind of like working out and, and, you know, use activating your body, which I am not the best at, but I understand it. If you don't work your muscles, they atrophy. If you work them sometimes and your body gets strong and, and fit, and you feel on top of the world, and then you stop, the muscles atrophy. So we're talking about active engagement for your whole life. How you handle your fears will determine where you go with the rest of your life. And if you don't handle it, you let, you let your resolve atrophy, everything comes rushing back to haunt you. The boomerang, the boomerang, the boomerang. I don't want that. I don't want that. And so we talk a lot about aphorisms and about things that we can remind ourselves of so that we can stay on course. You know, I remember years ago, my daughter was telling me all these things that uh, my husband, her dad, would are his isms, the George isms, things that he says all the time. I said, well, what, what do I say? You know, being a little jealous, what do I say? And it, we couldn't figure it out at first because we're constantly in conversation with each other. So there wasn't a particular thing. But then recently, she's just back home from college and we were talking and there are certain things that I do say all the time and that she could say as describing me. One of the things that I say all the time is make smart choices. I tell her that whenever she goes out of the house, I tell her that when we're on the phone, she just went away with her friends for a week, make smart choices. I hope that rings in her head. Smart choices, that's an active stance. Something's in front of you. You need to make a decision. Do I go straight? Do I go left? Do I go right? Do I stop? Do I go backwards? What do I do? 
if something gives you pause, what do you do with that? Judy Bloom says, each one of us must confront our own fears, must come face to face with them. How we handle our fears will determine where we go with the rest of our lives to experience adventure or to be limited by the fear of it. What do you want? Do you want to experience adventure? You may not even think of yourself as an adventurer per se. You may think of yourself as someone who's more reserved. That's okay. But given the choice, would you rather engage your own life and treat it as your own adventure or limit yourself by being afraid of whatever lies ahead? I'm going for the adventure. I'm going for preparing myself for what's next and walking forward with eyes wide open, with faith, with confidence, and with whatever tools I need in order to be successful. And those tools, sometimes that, yes, it's preparation, it's knowledge, it's education, it's affiliation. Who are the people you surround yourself with who can buoy you, support you when you need it. Who are those people? Are, are they there? My friend Jormine didn't like being alone. And one of the things that our line sister said, because of that, um, she lived in the DC area. There was always someone by her side. Her husband, other friends, Soros, there was always someone by her side. So when she left us, someone was with her because that's what she needed. So I'm asking you, what do you need? What do you need for your life? What do you need so that you are able to face your fears and move forward? I want you to think about that because it's not just being strong and I can do it. It's who's got your back? What do you need to do to get stronger, more focused? Whatever those things are, it's not usually one thing. But when you face it and, and recognize, hmm, I'm ready for my adventure, then how do you move forward? You know, my husband likes to photograph nature. And he was looking at these boats, little uh, like kayaks and other kind of little vessels that he could go on his own so that this summer he could get closer to the birds and things that he likes to film. And as he was looking at it, he's looking for something that's strong, that won't topple over, that is steady enough that he would be able to have a steady hand as he goes out on his adventures in the mornings. He spent hours yesterday looking at different vessels to see which might be the right one so that he would be prepared. There was a time when he was afraid to get in the water because he wasn't a good swimmer. Did he then not swim? No, he learned. What are you doing in order to be prepared for the adventure of your life? What are you doing? What preparation is needed now? 
What do you need to do to be able to show up without fear, replacing fear with readiness, with confidence, with the support that will help you to reach your goal? Make that list. You got your fears, then what do you need in order to face those fears? And then move forward with as much strength and conviction as you can. It works. So that whether you're here for another 50 years or another five minutes, you are standing strong, strong and confident. Fear is over on the side, man, because you're living. You're living your best life. You're enjoying the moment that you're in. You're grateful for it and you're savoring it. It works. So kick that, face the fear, wrestle it down if you have to, kick it to the curb and move forward with confidence. I hope you'll do that this week. Until next time, have a great day and make it count. Namaste. Thank you.